My name is Jack Taylor. My name is Hunter Two. And welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Uh, we are so excited to be back here. It is the start of SEC play. It it's is. Long awaited. We've we, been waiting for this since the Arkansas game in football, it seems yeah. like. <laughs> we really have. Uh, we didn't get any SEC play last year. Uh, I think at the weekend uh, that baseball got canceled was actually when SEC play was supposed to start. So this is long awaited since the 2019 mm-hmm. season. And uh, we are starting off in Baton Rouge. Not an easy test at all. But. Um, I think we've said it a few times. Um, we're glad to be be there early in the year rather than later when rally possums start coming up and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, before we get into any baseball talk, I would actually like to get some Friday morning motivation out of the way. We're recording this on a Thursday night, so by the time it's, t- uh, it's gotten to you guys, uh, it will be Friday morning. And so in the season of March Madness, just... <laughs> uh, <laughs> If you don't believe in yourself, who will, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Bel- I don't, I don't know how that really applies to March Madness. Abilene like, Christian. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you when you step on the floor, if you're a, a 16 seed going up against a one, 14 against a three, uh, Eastern Washington, 12 against shot the world. 12 against a five. You know, if you don't believe in yourself, who will? You know, I mean, you've got 99 percent of all brackets having you losing that game but all you got to do is go out there and win it you know so you know that's how easy it is i mean uh, if they just believed in themselves i bet they would win that's the problem i see with all these 16 seeds like they they don't believe <laughs> university of maryland baltimore county believed in themselves when they beat virginia and that's why they got busted in the second round <laughs> Because they stopped believing in themselves. They stopped believing. Don't they go to Mississippi State football games? We don't stop believing. <laughs> That's the only time that song is ever played. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> speaking of March Madness, and somehow, however in the world we're on this topic, we have a March Madness bracket challenge. And, you know, by the time most people are listening to this, it's past time that you can join. Yeah. But... If you're listening to this fast, please join. A link is in our bio to join. Password is going for two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have some prizes up on our Instagram, and you can see them. Okay. Um, so today, because last time we talked to you, it was right after the Friday game on Eastern Michigan. We're going to talk about the Saturday and Sunday game. We're going to talk about Samford and LSU. And then we have a matchup against North Alabama. It's a real riveting matchup. Yeah. That's what we're here for today. So that's our midweek for next week, yeah. But um, a really good week of baseball that we just played and a good weekend coming up. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, so after Friday night's game, we thought we were going to score 14 a night on these guys. Yeah. And then Saturday happened. <laughs> yeah. I Sarantola, mean, we said... The biggest question for our pitching staff is if Sarantolo is good, that makes us absolutely dangerous. Yeah. Sarantolo had his best outing of the season. Five innings pitched with one hit. The hit was a home run. But, yeah. Uh, it, it broke the un, un uh, the scoreless streak that we had going on. It ended at 39 innings, which is just insane. Uh, most in school history. But, I mean, we knew that was coming to an end at some mm-hmm. point. We're not, I mean, that's not a big deal. Um, the big deal is that Sarantola really looked like himself. You yeah. know, his curveball was crazy, mm-hmm. and he was touching ninety-seven. It's like the more confident he got, the higher his velo got, and 
that's just what you want to see, especially going into And it into was SEC weird because at the beginning of the game, like, he walked like two guys, and it felt like, oh, it's one of those Sarantola days, yeah. just get someone else in there. But he really turned it around, got control of his stuff. Yeah. And on when he goes one, two, three with like three strikeouts, he comes out the next inning. Fire. Absolutely burning. Yeah. And the, the thing about McLeod and Sarantola is that they've gotten themselves into these jams, and that's okay, like, for a pitcher. I mean, that's going to happen to even the Cy Young winners in the MLB. But the the way that you distinguish yourself from other pitchers is being able to get out of those yeah. jams. And so neither of them were able to do that early in the year. McLeod did that by um, on Friday night of that game, of the Eastern Michigan series, and then Sarantola really did that and proved that he can he can um, – he should be a top 50 draft prospect. So. Yeah. And the weird thing about that game, Sarantola was not the best pitcher in that game. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, he was good. But Meese from Eastern Michigan? Yeah. Oh, what an absolute game. If you didn't give that man a round of applause <laughs> when he got taken out. Yeah. A, a lot of times, Duty Noble Field, uh, the the sound operator will play this. Will play some petty music when the opposing pitchers walking. Because he had a bad day. <laughs> yeah, like. and and I get it. It's fun. It's baseball. Whatever. But there was no sarcasm when that guy was walking off the mound. It was everybody that had Duty Noble Field standing up, giving that guy a standing ovation because he deserved it. Was that one of the best pitching performances you've ever seen against Mississippi State? Um. I'd have to say so, yeah. It, I mean, it was that, insane. That really was good. Uh, and, then, uh, and then the bottom of the ninth happened. Yeah. Uh, so they, they let the guy, um, he, he was going to try for the complete game, which I, I don't see why not. He didn't, hadn't gotten to 100 pitches yet. So um, Meese came out there for the ninth inning. T.A. leads off the inning with a base hit. And at that point... Everybody in Duty Noble Field, rhythmic applause is happening. Everybody knows what's about the, to happen. The change of the just energy in the stadium after T.A. Yeah. got on was a really unreal. Ni- a really nice touch in the inning was right before the ninth inning, the bottom of the ninth starts, there's this walk-off video that shows up with like all the past walk-offs from this season and seasons past. And that just kind of sets the tone this, like I said, this rhythmic applause starts happening. Fans are getting into it. And it's like the energy from the first eight innings, which the first six were no-hit innings. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was, Right before we let up the homer, I sent you a Snapchat. And your phone was dead. But I sent, wow, I'm seeing my first pitcher's duel. Yeah. And as I press send, we get a home run hit on. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, going into the ninth inning, T.A. gets the hit to lead off. Then Cameron James gets hit. And then they take the pitcher out, take mm-hmm. Nice out. That's when he gets the standing ovation. Reliever comes in, throws one pitch. No, 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 no. It's Luke Hancock next. And then after Luke Hancock, then the new pitcher comes in, throws one pitch, Logan Tanner. Three-run home run for the walk-off. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was. <laughs> I've never seen a walk-off um, at Mississippi State before. That was my first, and so that was – that was really cool. I, I didn't think it was going to come to that against Eastern Michigan, but it was still Can fun. Can we talk about how that game was like an hour and 45 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> that was the fastest game I've ever been to in my life. And then the Sunday game was fast too. Yeah. Uh, both games ended with a score of 4-1. to one. And You know, that's just showing that we had control the entire game in both of them. Absolutely. I mean, I mean very similar games yeah. all the way around. Absolutely. <laughs> what do you see in the, in the Sunday game? Um, Fristo? Didn't have his best outing, mm-hmm. but not great Fristo. 
is pretty dang good. Yeah. And I, I guess that was a really big thing this weekend. I mean, this week going into our pitching rotation choices and everything because Sarantola had a good week, so you can't demote him yeah. out. Fristo, I I guess technically had the worst outing. Yeah. And he he just got the. And and the thing is, he's he's a young guy. I think we heard in a press conference with Lamonis that. He didn't expect to have pitched this much already this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't expect to be in the starting rotation, so uh, or at least in the in the weekend. Uh, um, so him him getting kind of demoted to the bullpen, and demoted is a strong word. He's just he's just not one of the top three pitchers right now. And um, dang, neither is Landon Sims <laughs> and, <laughs> or and, Brandon Smith. And so I don't, I don't think he's going to be down on himself because, like I said, he's already exceeded expectations. And mm-hmm. so next year, I definitely see him being being a Friday guy. Yeah, know? and but, I mean, if Sarantola comes out in SEC play and isn't good, then Fristo will, still will be back. Yeah, so he he may not be gone long, but we hope Sarantola does really well. Yeah, um, that's it for that series. Easy sweep, always. No doubt Undefeated. Never lost. I can't, can't imagine not sweeping. <laughs> okay. And then on the midweeks, uh, yeah. we played one midweek because we had one scheduled. Other people played one because they were scared of a second team. Yeah. But. So, yeah. <laughs> we handled the midweek pretty easily. Did have one big inning that made it look a little bit uh, more in control than it really was. But um, some SEC teams really struggle with their midweeks. Uh, Couldn't be us. Nope. Could not be, could not be my team. But we're not going to talk about those teams who lost in their midweek games. Ole Miss and Arky. Um. All right. So and Florida, and Florida. Wow. Yeah, in that game, uh, Houston Harding. I mean, on the stat sheet, doesn't look like he did that bad. Yeah. At not giving up runs. Yeah. I mean, we we just know how good he is, and it just wasn't his best. Day. Yeah. He did just what stuff wasn't moving that much. Yeah. Weird game. He stuck in there and fought it out. I mean, yeah. getting out of situations is but like, part of being a pitcher. But like we have said before, at least me and you, maybe not on the podcast, but when we get to our bullpen, that's when we're the most confident. And we got to Brandon Smith in this game, and oh my gosh. I was not expecting to see Brandon Smith in Not midweek. against Stanford. No. <laughs> but uh, man, he, was, he really is Brandon Smith is so good. He's, he's awesome. Um, he's a guy that I... For a little bit, I thought was going to be in the pitching in the starting rotation mm-hmm. if if McLeod hadn't picked it up, and you know it, it's it's crazy to me that Lamonis has said he might have six starters on this team. Uh, I, I could think of seven or eight. Yeah, because I mean, you think of even twenty nineteen. I feel like it was uh, oh twenty nineteen. We might have figured it out with Plumley as our as our game three guy, but in eighteen, it's like Keegan James every other week and then we would just like fill the spot for game three right now feels really good yeah i feel secure with honestly any of those eight guys and i'm not even including houston harding right now or kessler that's that's crazy to me like Like, i don't know how we have that many arms i I hope nothing goes wrong where we have to start any of those other people but and i just i hope that having ample starting pitching means we can be competitive in the SEC tournament maybe it's just going to Hoover would be so much fun if we tried to win (laughs) but um also in the Sanford game though bringing it back to that uh we did see some home runs and which is I feel like we it kind of feels like we've been lacking but I know we've had Lotan hit a few this past weekend but uh we saw Luke Hancock hit two a two run two home run game and then man Josh Hatcher 
absolute. In the recent games, the ball has been coming off of his bat hard. Yeah, like he hadn't been missing the ball. He's just been hitting it right at guys. And same um, thing with Rowdy. Honestly, yeah. Rowdy in this game as well put one almost through the uh, left field wall. Yeah. It was an absolute bullet. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think Luke Hancock's quietly been like probably the best hitter on our team mm-hmm. uh, this season. He strikes out less than anybody else. He walks more than anybody else. Uh, and I think he might ha- be leading in batting average as well. So wow. uh, seeing him... Uh, I love ha- our catchers. Yeah, so seeing him have a pretty loud game uh, at the play is really good. Going into SEC play, Hatcher getting his first home run, maybe that'll heat him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this was a really good win going into SEC yeah. play. Um, because right now I feel really, really good about... Hancock being our DH because mm-hmm. like before I was like eh, okay but Hancock <laughs> yeah I mean before this like I know I've I just gave those stats about him being you know the best hitter but all I think about when I think of him is the two lane walk off grand slam and then he was a part of the Eastern Michigan walk off as well by uh, knocking in the the tying run but you're like okay he's good in clutch situations but I think he might be good yeah like, he, he's a good hitter all the time he's just quietly. Uh, I mean, you don't think of his name up there with like Rowdy and Tanner Allen mm-hmm. because he hadn't been here as long. But it's, it's really weird that Rowdy has the lowest batting average in our like normal that, eight. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so weird. Speaking of that normal eight, I think the left field spot is still just the um, the revolving door. Mm-hmm. And uh, who do you have filling that right now? Um, in the Samford game, Braylon Skinner. Yeah. Every time he comes into a game. Uh, it is electric. He mm-hmm. he hit this ground dribbler to the uh, third baseman and yeah. s- somehow ran it out mm-hmm. like fastest man ever. And then the next next at bat, um, there was the ball. It went right to the uh, shortstop, and Brayland is at first and made it to third <laughs> on that. I- yeah, I mean we we've seen that. Uh, we saw in the Eastern Michigan series. Uh, scoring from first uh, on a double by Kite McDonald. He's just, he really has He's been a so left fast. And, and so, apparently his hand's been f- recovering pretty well. Um, I'm really excited to see him start batting more. But I just think him as a weapon on the base pass because we're not getting any production out of our left fielder right now with the bat. So, like, yeah. at least be a weapon on the bases. Mm-hmm. And that's a guy that. Obviously, we're saying he's in left field, but that's a guy that Lamonis has even said could be in center field. Moving Rowdy to to left uh, was an option there. Just having the fastest guy on your team in center field is always a good move, especially if he's good defensively. No fly has a zone. Good arm. Yeah, I mean that could be really fun. I'd love to see it. It probably, I mean that that would probably be the move for the best defensive um, outfield. I mean, you got a guy who's fast; he can cover more ground. Obviously, that's going to be good for defense. With the bat, I'm not sure you can go wrong with any of them i mean they're all gonna be seems pretty low production mm-hmm. um i mean brad ha, probably has more pop to the bat than anybody uh kite would be starting right now if he, if he could play if defense. he could play defense apparently he must be horrible at defense <laughs> yeah i mean he's got four doubles in five at bats or bring him in the dh and then replace him in the left like instantly yeah, and then he's the dude warming up the left fielder, so like it's not an arm issue. Yeah, I don't, so. I don't, I don't know what's up with kite. Yeah, but <laughs> so moving on from that, we're actually going to go into the LSU weekend. 
Uh, finally, we said this long-awaited SEC play, and uh, we've got some really good pitching matchups coming yeah. up. I'm, I am very excited for this. Um, yeah. First of all, SEC play. Second of all, this LSU team. We we both watched those uh, two games that went into extras. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it, they definitely seem like a team that's going to hit the ball. If we don't come with a game pitching, uh, like starting pitching, they're going to jump on us early. They're, they're leading gonna, the country in home runs. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna hit get big hits, big home runs. Um, so the starting pitching needs to be there. Yeah. And I I feel pretty confident right now that McLeod's going to bring it. Bedner really really confident in that. And then Sarantola is is the wild card, mm-hmm. as but, he always is. Yeah, but I mean, if he brings his best stuff, then it's going to be really good. But Friday night we have um, obviously it's the it's the Aces going against each other. It's McLeod versus Hill for LSU. Um, he the only game I watched him play was the Oral Roberts game, which uh, he gave up eight runs in the first inning and didn't and only got one out. And he was taken out. Dude, he pitched point one of an inning. It's your favorite. Ah, yes, one tenth of an inning, because that makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, but he he really has been uh, just awesome. And um, so his ERA obviously suffered because of that Or Roberts game. But um, he's just, I think he's just a pitch to contact guy. He uh, gets, I mean, I think he's had four or five strikeouts in every game he's pitched. Uh, so it's not these double-digit numbers that you see from guys at Vandy or things like that. But he's just I'm, – I'm sure his pitch count's going to stay low. And so the key for us is to get the pitch count high, which is kind of a struggle because we like to swing at first pitches. Um, we like to hit first pitches. Yeah. <laughs> we like to hit them yeah. directly at humans. Yeah, it's not like we're swinging and missing. We're, we're, we're making contact and getting out – uh, it's weird because most of the time it's good contact and it's just straight at someone. Yeah. So we, we really do need to avoid these three and four pitch innings that I, I feel like we've done it a couple of times. But um, When we're not doing three and four pitch innings, that's most of the time our good innings. Yeah. Weird, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So um, do you think that we'll make that switch for this game? Because, I mean, us watching this LSU team, and every fan ever sees LSU get into their bullpen, you win. Yeah. I mean, LSU's bullpen doesn't seem to be as strong as ours by any means. Doesn't seem to exist, but, you know, they'll probably turn in the Mariana Rivera because they're going to Mississippi State. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I don't know if, it, if the approach is going to change. You know, hey, let's take a pitch. Uh, take take until you get a strike maybe that's a, that's an approach that you can have or maybe keep this aggressive you know green means go like let's let's go let's swing it um you know because i, I it's getting into these sec games where you can't really afford slow starts and just relying on a big ninth inning that sounds like mississippi state i know but I, I don't want it to be that way. Uh, don't worry, we'll rely on the fifth and sixth inning. That'll okay. get them. They there won't expect go. that one. So moving on to Saturday, that's where we're going to see Bedner versus Marceau. And Marceau has a crazy line because he's pitched 23 innings this season, and he has an ERA of zero. Oh, so he was he, Smith type beat. Yeah, so he was the bright spot of that Oral Roberts series that they ended up dropping. Uh, they did win game two when he was pitching, and uh, so yeah. 23 innings pitch, zero runs. Maybe we can get to him. And uh, do you think this is going to be a pitching duel? This is this is the one game this weekend. I I really do see being a pitcher's duel. I, I think we get to Hill um, if we can just 
have a good approach and make good contact. I think I think we'll find some holes. Um, I think Sunday, Sarantola versus Labus. I think that's going to be kind of a maybe a classic Sunday SEC game. You know, a, a ten to eight kind of game. Maybe um, not if Sarantola brings his best stuff, but. Sunday SEC games are some of the most fun games. To All watch. I'm saying is, if Bender has a good day Saturday, we have a lot of bullpen yeah. for Sunday to throw to keep uh, if, throwing. If, at if, this. if McLeod goes five, Bedner goes five or six, it doesn't matter what Sarantola does. One of Kessler, Bedner, and not Kessler, Sims, and Smith is available. Yeah, I, mean, guys. It, I think we're gonna be fine. Oh yeah, and um, not even to mention. Fristo coming yeah. out of the bullpen. Yeah, I'm excited to see now. that. I'm excited to see Fristo out of the bullpen because you know he he's more fiery than the rest of our starters at least. Yeah, Take, takes a lot to be more fiery than Sarantola. Yeah, I feel like most times Sarantola is just mad at himself. <laughs> so, really, really, what what a guy. Yeah, Sarantola. So this is gonna be um, an interesting series. I know we don't know much about LSU, so you know. If we sweep them and we start getting these, like, I mean, I don't, I can't remember the last time we beat LSU to start a season and then, and then had just high got, expectations got unreal after expectations, it? dude. I don't. If we we sw- might lose to Arkansas the next week. Oh no! <laughs> it lines up exactly. For those of you who haven't picked it up yet, we're talking about football season. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't think. Oh my goodness! Kentucky is the next game. <laughs> no. Okay, it does. It does, the the narrative does end the next week because it is Auburn after that, so that doesn't match up. But um, let's just let's. We're taking a vow to not say we are sweeping. The- Logan <laughs> Tanner is not getting a statue just yet. Uh, but honestly, this weekend is going to be interesting. unless we set a runs record. Maybe so. Maybe so. If he hits, if he hits like five home runs in a game or something stupid, he'll get a statue. We'll we'll come out here and say it. Yeah, we'll say who's gonna get a statue first, Jake or Lotan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back into reality though. So we're a great pitching team. I think uh, all around our our starting pitching is great. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, our bullpen is even better. And then you switch, turn the table. That LSU offense is incredible. And so you've got good pitching versus good hitting. Good pitching normally wins. And so. I'm probably it's probably gonna bite me in the butt saying that, but I I think we have a good chance. Uh, a sweep is definitely in the picture for us, uh, and I I personally think it's gonna happen. That's my take right now. Okay, uh, I think we go two one. Uh, I think somehow we lose Saturday. Yeah. I I don't know how, but I I just feel something yeah. something weird's gonna happen, and then we're gonna respond on Sunday. Gotcha. Don't lose in the Sunday Blacks. I'm excited to see uh, first road series. I'm excited to see what we wear on Saturday uh, without wearing those cream uniforms if we have a have a new uni to watch for. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay, moving into the, the midweek for next Tuesday, uh, we're playing against North Alabama. And I doubt we see their ace, but um, I know that North Alabama does have a really good ace named Jolie Bates. Um, so not sure that we'll see him, but um, that is the one, one thing that I know about North Alabama. Um, but other than that, I, I think it should be another. Yeah, we're just bringing it up because we're not going to be back before then. Yeah, I think it should be another midweek we take care of. Pretty and easily. that game will not be talked about on next week's episode because you know what next week is? Arkansas series. Let's go. Let's go. It's such a good time right now. <laughs> and 
And you know what's even a better time than right now? What is that? Having Instagram questions Instagram questions. So uh, we're actually very proud of you guys. We thank you guys so much for signing up for our uh, ESPN Bracket Challenge. Uh, we... We're really shooting for about 15 of you guys, and 20 have uh, signed up for yeah, our... Yeah, so now we have the giveaway a cowbell. Yeah, so now, now we get to give away a cowbell. It's a yeah, privilege. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, once again, thank you guys for uh, paying attention to our Instagram and responding to it. And uh, like you always, you guys always give us questions, so thank you guys. Okay, so number one from Nathan Taylor. What do you expect Fristo's role going to be forward? Go... What do you think Fristo's role is going to be going forward? Um, I, I see him definitely being a long reliever, you know, eating up, you know. This is if Sarantola is good, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, if he's not, his role will be as a starter uh, still. But, um, no, I see him as a long reliever, you know, going three to four innings. It's, it's just really valuable, you know, if you have multiple guys like that because that allows you to save those guys that can only go one or two innings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very unique spot in the bullpen. Yeah, I, I like him as one of our four longer levers, which sounds absolutely stupid to say that we have four guys that I could say would get four to five out of the bullpen. Yeah. <sighs> this team, this bullpen, this <laughs> pitching staff. Unbelievable. Dude, imagine if we had bats, which we may. We may have bats. Yeah. I mean, I think they're waking up at the perfect time. Logan Tanner didn't have a home run this time last week, and now he's got two. Uh Luke Hancock with the two home run game. Hatcher's getting there. It's it's a fun time. Are we waiting on Rowdy? I think Rowdy's here. He's not going to be a big home run guy. But doubles Dude, to the, the wall. Texas series, though. That was so fun. That was an anomaly. Okay. <laughs> doubles to the wall are what I expect to see from him. Yeah. So. Okay. From Brooks Taylor. Cardiac dogs again this weekend? I hope not, but yes. It always feels like it has to happen. <laughs> yeah. How old, How else would <laughs> Barstool Mississippi State sell shirts? Yeah. It's the only way it makes sense. <sighs> but um, I, I hope we were just come out of this series and are in control, but that is not Mississippi State baseball. No, so. it, it only <laughs> makes sense to not make sense. Okay, from Austin Swindle, what's your ideal lineup for State? So, as we've talked about before, Left field is the revolving door in this lineup. So just give me who you would have in left field. Um, I'm going to stick with Brad. I okay. Think. So. Uh, I'd like Brayland in center and then move Rowdy over to left. Um, I'd like to just see some spa- speed on the base pass, batting in a nine hole with yeah. Scotty up behind him. It'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay, Um, from Courtney Purvis. What will your what would our biggest challenge be facing LSU this weekend? I think it's just determining if our bats are going to be there. You know, yeah, if they're there, it shouldn't be a series really, uh, because our our pitching staff is just so good. I know it's we keep not on saying SEC that. SEC talent though. Shut up. <laughs> but college baseball is just <laughs> the talent is everywhere except for Vandy. Yeah, they're eleven point seven. Man. Yeah, um how many runs would it take for you to be comfortable in like all three of these games? If I mean if you give me five runs in a game, I, I don't see I don't see us losing. Okay. I know I did say that Sunday could possibly be like a ten to eight game, but that's that's if we have bad Sarantola. And that's college baseball being weird. Yeah, and that's LSU having a really good lineup too. Uh I 
I really think five runs can can in each game can win us the series mm-hmm. and probably get us the sweep. So yeah, um, well, I hope that we get the sweep. If we do, then I'm right. We will not have lofty expectations for this team. <laughs> Scotty DeBrule will not be getting a statue in front of the dude. And to be fair, if we do sweep this series, which is perfectly reasonable and we get swept next week that won't be like that completely is understandable un- that won't be unheard of don't panic <laughs> arkansas has won an sec game in the last five years or something it won't be at but if we go to the kentucky series and get swept man and, and we, score two and runs, we bat for them then this is gonna be bad but it is really weird that this is lining up the same exact way. Uh, but no, we are we are going to be fine. Pray for no cold takes. It is okay, and we are perfectly uh, prepared for cold takes <laughs> to be exposed. I so. swear, if this works out exactly the same, that is that is a classic <laughs> example of something that we figured out during the podcast. That I mean, you you are experiencing our shock with us right now. So. Uh, <laughs> But uh, honestly, that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for listening once again. Uh, I know we, we always kind of end with this, the same way, but we really do appreciate the listeners. We appreciate you guys being involved, uh, sending us questions, and uh, being involved in our bracket challenge. And that's not something that we expected to do this time last week, but it was pretty fun. And good little opportunity to engage with you guys. So, um, well, going into SEC play, we're really excited about it, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. ending though oh so now they can't hear yeah there's no music right now wonder if our voices sound good dude we made it 30 minutes that's probably gonna decrease our listeners